Welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. I'm joined as ever by Josh and Shane. How's it going? If one of you can pick between each other. You didn't you didn't do it before. <laughs> I, I I thought that was a long running Shane goes first. Yeah, Just but he so said Josh and know. Shane, but then Josh I know said, yeah. you said I have to go second. I'm the I am I'm, I'm the star, so I have to go last. It's like you know, it's yeah, like right. the Hello, 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 it's lovely to it's lovely to be here. Yeah. Uh, I think Shane's here as well. Yeah, top of the morning to you. Yeah. Happy St. Paddy's Day. But yeah, for, the, for those unaware, we're recording this on St. Paddy's Day. Shane's being a true patriot and a true bit of the podcast. I'm out on the town having a great time with my friends. All my friends are out of shot as well, also having a great time. Yeah, yeah, you can hear them all in the background. Um, we're, we're coming to you the day after Liverpool got a, well, what felt like a season-defining 2-0 victory at the Emirates Stadium with uh, Diego Jota and Roberto Firmino on the score sheet for the Reds in the second half after a game that, well, it, it, let's be honest, it was a bit shite in the first half, particularly from a Liverpool perspective. A lot that was seemingly taken away from the Arsenal perspective in the first half, despite them creating pretty much fuck all. What were your general thoughts on the game? Go on, Josh. Arsenal didn't do anything. Yeah, oh, great. It's, do you know when they, they get a lot of shit, don't they, for saying they had a great first half against Man City and then ultimately lost. Um, they did even less against us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we couldn't string two or three passes together, but I don't actually remember them having a shot in the first half. We had the two best chances with Van Dijk and then Mane at the last kick. Uh, second half, yeah, Thiago's brain fart means it could be 1-0, but, you know, other than that, I think we just let Arsenal run out of steam in the first half. You know, I said before we're very bend but not break, and that was we didn't even bend. You know, we just dealt with. You know, just it was almost like we knew exactly what we were going to do, what they were going to do, and dealt with it. Yeah, fine, easy. It, uh, it, it was. was it, it did. It did occur to me. It was kind of like a. It was like the two league cup legs compressed into ninety minutes. You know, the first half was. Or the first leg was Arsenal actually doing pretty well defensively. Uh, okay, they didn't threaten in the first leg of the League Cup, but they, they they didn't have a shot. But Martinelli did put in a couple of good balls that Robertson covered well for. And yeah, literally nothing happened. I got to half time and I was like, fucking nothing happened. It was like I can't remember. Like, I can't remember Thiago or Henderson or Fabinho getting on the ball or making anything happen. I just remember our defenders kind of doing well uh yeah Van Dijk like gets a chance in like the first minute off a set piece and Mane reaches for a chance at the very end but like I was thinking Jesus Christ nothing happened to and I was like credit to Arsenal I would say they were like did a good job of being very compact because uh yeah there was a lot of just long balls over the top when neither team could play through so the midfield was getting bypassed and uh yeah and then second half like the second leg of the league cup uh our quality showed. Diogo Jota just—they—they they said, "Oh, he's he's his favorite opponent," and then like, "Oh, he scored seven-seven. And they're like, "Oh yeah, Firmino. This is Arsenal's also his favorite opponent. He scored this goals in this game." And I'm like, "Yeah, Salamani probably scored a few goals against these over the years as well. I think we just like playing against them." And yeah, sure enough, it's all the four-nil hammerings we've given them. Uh, but yeah, I think credit to them—they were 
they were good, but probably wasn't sustainable either. And then second half, uh, like Josh said, Thiago creates a big chance at both ends. Allison saves, and uh, Ramsdale most definitely did not. And uh, that was the kind of difference between the two teams. And then just took over with the Firmino came on, did the business, and yeah. And now the narrative is full. Sky Sports are giving yeah, Liverpool are officially favourites, even though. Paul Merson was quite reasonably saying nothing's really changed, but yeah, it's we have the uh, all the momentum now apparently after City dropping points on Monday. Yeah, so I, th- I think we can go a bit more in depth on the specific happenings of the game. Um, really, not there the, quite literally wasn't much to note in the first half. Arsenal were relatively compact, relatively deep, and just never let Liverpool play really um, they weren't pressing onto the back line so Liverpool's defence was having to do a lot of ball progression and that weren't coming off the balls and behind weren't kind of curling them behind they were more just bouncing out which we're more accustomed to from the likes of Trent and Robertson um, and Matt it was uncharacteristically poor to be honest on the ball in the first half Second half, Liverpool seemed to come up with a bit more impetus, but it was Arsenal who had the first chance through. It was Odegaard in the end after Lacazette seems to hide behind Virgil van Dijk. It's a bit weird because if you look at it from the angle behind the goal, you can quite clearly see that Thiago couldn't see Lacazette. It's- it's a Gerard special. Gerard literally did that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like he did, he did it. He did it several times, but twice he did it for Henri, once for England and once for Liverpool. He played it. He tr- he do that. He did it. He has an awful habit of English midfielders just doing loads. They just they just fire it back to the keeper if there was a bit of pressure and the crowd would applaud. And yeah, but like Gerard did it and Henri took it and rounded the keeper and scored. He scored it for. He scored against Liverpool. Scored a winner against Liverpool doing that. And he won a penalty against England doing that but yeah it was the the Gerrard special so that's football heritage for you right there but uh, yeah it's it's nice to have Alison Becker in goals instead of David James or such a, good save, such a good save as well like it's I think the save's underrated it's the, just the benefit of being a very big man who yeah stands up tall but yeah yeah he was that's oh, probably underselling yeah. it a little bit so it makes itself so big it almost makes the finish look poor mm. but it's, it's, it's like he's hit it right at him but it's actually though he's like doing they, they call it Schmeichel-esque uh, Carragher was compared to Schmeichel same against oh. Newcastle in the title race in the 90s like he just makes himself huge and, and, and makes it yeah like I said makes it look like a bad miss instead of a good save good like just solid positional play that the kind of, the kind you take for granted until you see Aaron Ramsdale standing three feet away from his post and letting the ball go inside his go a yard inside his post with a hand that wasn't strong enough to keep Jota out you know it's yeah it was such a, such a hard contrast between the two games you're like okay so that's what a world class keeper looks like and if you're showing somebody football for the first time that's what a world class keeper looks like and that's what a not world class keeper looks like I, 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 it had me thinking because obviously Carragher made the, the link between the Schmeichel save that essentially you know in hindsight could have won United the league um how important he became for United in that era. I well, I, I mean, I, I still don't think I'll see a goalkeeper as good as Manuel Neuer was at his peak, because I think Allison with the ball at his feet on the floor, uh, he's still a bit 
left a bit wanting. Um, but yeah, he's he's not Ederson level. Yeah, we've said that before. Like he's if you had never seen any other keepers, you'd be like, "Geez, this guy is he's so calm. He's very good." But it, we said it before. Sometimes he's even too calm. Kelleher might actually be better at yeah, yeah. Short passes out, but still very good. Yeah, it, but you, you compare you compare him to Neuer. It's that that graphic if you've seen it. Uh, it was doing the rounds after his performance last night. It's like all these circ. It's like three circles Venn diagram of keepers who are shot stoppers, sweepers, and ball players. And in the middle, the only two keepers who are above 75th percentile for the three categories are Neuer and Allison. Yeah. So I, those, I, those are the two. I would say Allison in the last 18 months will be the closest. I think I'll I'll, I'll see a goalkeeper come probably to peak Neuer. Um, you know, you've had the, the header against West Brom. <laughs> you've had two assists in that time and then you've just got how utterly freakish she's been this season. Um, I think he tied Edison last night for clean sheets now. Um, when you think of all the the basketball games we seem to have earlier in the season, I never thought that'd be. 16, yeah. League, and is... and he's a massive part of that because he's made yeah. vital saves in those games. It's not as though like we've dominated the games and he just hasn't had anything to do. It's been one of his busiest seasons if you think about it. Yeah, you definitely. Know, like, the, remember the eighteen nineteen at the start where we kept a load of clean sheets, didn't drop any points, and we'd sign him, but he he actually barely made a save in that time. You know, he actually. We, we just never gave up any shots at all. It was peak Liverpool's midfield will simply sit in there and not allow you to get through the middle. And like he actually never had to make many saves. Like the only one is like the the famous one against Napoli. But like in the league, he didn't have to. Whereas he's had to do so much this season because up until recently, the defense had been. Uh, you know, we talked about we're, we're playing more open. We've all had all the crazy games like a two 0 lead earlier in the season meant nothing because we we were finding ways to squander them constantly. But yeah, now he's again, and he wasn't busy last night. That was the only thing he had to do last night, but he did it so well, and that's that's where you're getting the the title winning season vibes, where it's just like we go two 0 up and just kill the game. Did the exact same against Brighton, whereas earlier in the season we go two 0 up against Brighton and almost find a way to lose three two. It's uh, mm. you'd, you'd be worried, I'd say, if, if you're a Z fan. Like it, it's a bit ominous, you know how how we're looking. And it's it's exactly like City were when we threw it away in. Uh, mm. 1819, uh, and now I'm not talking about the 1819 season from 200 years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for clarifying, City, Josh. Yeah, when City went on their jug, juggernaut run, where we thought you know we could drop points here, we could drop points there, they'll they'll slip up, and they didn't. It feels like the the shoes on the other foot, and let's face it, Monday's game and last night has left a really big elephant in the room. Which is that we are one point behind Man City, and the next time we play each other in the league, uh, next time we both play in the league, or City play in the league, we could be two points clear at the top because we played before them. And it's like it was fourteen mm. points two months ago. It's like how we had the, we had the yeah because we had the ten point lead before going to them. Yeah, yeah. And if we if um, we had like just not lost away away to them because I refuse to call it the Etihad, I'll, I'll call it Main Road or whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if we if we had not lost there, uh, yeah, if, if if John Stones you know doesn't do something decent for once in his life and lets the ball go over the line, uh, it's yeah you're you're calling the title race in January. I, th- I think I think we're seeing the benefit of City being City as well and not being as big as Liverpool are because I feel like if it was Liverpool that had squandered the lead that City have had all season, we'd already be getting bottle of shouts and people would be on our back in the press and. 
stuff like that, whereas City, they don't really seem to be getting anything. They've actually never lost a title race. That's the funny thing. Is It's in the same way that Chelsea, uh, in, in, in this new money way, like Chelsea have become a club, as obviously it's uh, different as we're talking about it now in March 2022, but in the last couple of decades, they were just like this trophy-winning machine. Even in their bad seasons, they picked up a domestic cup or something, and that's just the pure power of money, ultimately. But City have the three title races I can think of. I might be forgetting one, but the one against United, the one against Liverpool, 13-14, and the one against Liverpool, 18-19. Uh, they've won every time. You know, they haven't like come. They they haven't been runners up. If they if they didn't win the league, it's because they had an off season. You know, there was no title race where they they came second best. And I don't even know if Guardiola's ever even lost a title race. Maybe his he he failed to win the league. I think in his last season at Barca, but. That was when he was, you know, citing burnout and all that. And then obviously he goes to Germany and it takes the piss, you know, with, with the way it is there. Final but, race? Uh, Germany? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a race to have the title won by February. But um, mm. yeah, he City just like they've they've never, you're, you're saying they've because like, oh, it's the benefit of being us. But like we've lost title races. We've lost a couple of them, a couple of big ones, you know. They all, they all yeah, big what, whatever but. happens whatever happens here though I don't think we could ever have lost it even if we go like four points clear or what have you the fact that we overcame uh, you say that people, point, people say we lost it at Goodison Park for drawing nil-nil in a derby in like early March or whenever it was people were like oh that's it it's gone and it's like well no you know it's still I like the, the, the negative people get to be proved right because both teams do the absurd thing and finish on 98 and 97 mm. points respectively but it's like, oh, we drew nil nil at Old Trafford. That's you know, that's bottlers. It's like, what? It's like, come on. And it, it proves to be right because the standards are insane. But just because those yeah. incredibly pessimistic people were right doesn't mean that, you know. It's like you said. It's uh, never goes on about it. You, the old the old title races used to be, oh, you could drop a point here and there. And now you can't. These two teams are just two of the best ever. It's, it's just yeah, I. It's, it makes me dread this game at the Etihad more than any game I've ever dreaded before. <laughs> It's going to be horrendous. It's it's going to be horrendous. 90 minutes of complete torture. It's not even that far away, is it? I think it's our second game after the international break. In April the 10th, I believe, is the date. Just if Burnley gets something. <laughs> We've already reached that point again, haven't we? Yeah, I think I think last time we were in the title race, I said I'd get Sean Dyche's name tattooed on my foot. Yeah. If... Um, if... if barely got something against them and it went on to you know matter i think they actually got relatively close as well i think it was like 70 minutes they, they held off but just to let everybody know the offer's probably still standing you know i'll get dice dice baby or something tattooed on me for <laughs> uh, uh, you could still you could get Vieira's name now if you want to jump the gun uh, yeah. <laughs> i'll get conte wig man tattooed on me for um but before we get a bit too sidetracked, we can stay on topic with the Arsenal game if you just want. Um, and talk about Diogo Jota, who has ended his not-so-rich vein of form since his injury. Uh, in, in his own backyard. In his own backyard, yeah, with a goal slammed past Adam Ramsdale in true FIFA player fashion. What happened for the goal? Did Cedric just like walk out to the touchline and forget? To no, Mane, Mane, Mane drift kind of drifted in and took a, a runner with him, and Jota just like stood still in that yeah. space. They're kind of like, on top of each other. Yeah, Thiago's like Thiago gets the ball for like playing the true ball, and yeah, fair enough. But and like 
and like Merson said, it's like, I don't know why I think Merson's so good these days. But he was like, Merson's like, oh yeah, but it's not the hardest ball in the world. No, I'm not going to do his accent. He's not the hardest <laughs> ball. In, he's like, it's not, the hardest, it's not the hardest ball in the world. He does just play like a straight pass. And Jada, like, even the, it wasn't a big chance at all. I was, I was like, wait, I was, I was, as it was happening, I was looking for, I was like, oh, who's in the middle? Can he find anyone? And then you just see the net ripple and you're like, what the hell happened? And you realize, you see the fans like going nuts behind the goal and then, like, oh, he just fired in near post. Yeah, he, he rifled it. And then you see the replays. You're like, oh, that was terrible from from Ramsdale. I've uh, always been team just twat at near post, to be honest. Um, should, never, should never get beaten at your near post. Yeah, that's such a fucking tired cliche. Uh, it's... Well, it, it is it is when it's like people, you know, when they, you know the ball gets like slammed into the roof of the net and you're like, oh, beaten at zero. But you're like, what? That's like unsavable. But this mm-hmm. was like a genuinely terrible. Oh, he just saved it. That's that's what I mean, and it's yeah. it's it, it's it's not the most common thing that that goalkeepers actually go for that technique with the feet. Like uh, Pepe Reina raging against the dying light at the end of his Jota, Liverpool career, letting everything in near post. Jota's in a position. Jota's in a position there though, where I'd say sixty percent of the time he drills it across goal rather than at the near post. So Ramsdale's obviously got to think of that. Yeah, goal goalkeepers just play percentages, and Ramsdale seems to do it a lot because if you remember at Anfield when Jota went through and he yeah. dives out of the way because he he thinks Jota's going to hit it with his left, and he just kind of cuts back across him. Like, yeah, I I have a guess here. Right? I have it an info goal because they have their XG map. Uh, and they're a bit weird sometimes with any and even just doing xg like per on a shot by shot basis you know you'll you'll always see weird stuff but have a have a guess both of you what the xg on Jada's shot was for the goal 0.09 yeah i'll say 0.908 so yeah you're saying 9% 8% info goal yeah. have it 5% wow yeah i yeah. i have that because xg just doesn't rate shots from wide areas at all yeah, it, well, it assumes that, like, you know, keepers are, <coughs> most of those shots are only going to go near post, because when you're that wide as well, it's not like, unless you're opening up your body and taking it, it's, you know, but just, yeah, like, that one shot there, Infogor are like, oh yeah, one time in 20, he should be scoring from where he's taking that shot at that angle, and it's like, yeah, it was, uh... That's a bloody good job, that was the one time. Yeah, Arsenal just opened up because up to that we hadn't had a sniff. Like the Mane chance come from an absurd pass over the top from Trent. The the Virgil chance is like it's a header, but he's still like a, he's still a bit of a way out. Ramsdale can see it all the way, and they were just they were solid until they weren't. And then uh, yeah, Firmino, like like Jada had been so anonymous up to that point as well that he was he still got taken off after scoring the goal. And you don't mind that because you're literally bringing on Firmino and Salah. And I'd been, I think both you and me, Dave, had tech, had tweeted at some point at halftime that we wanted to see Firmino come on. Yeah. Or at least I, I, I did anyway because it was just. No, I did like, as well. Find, yeah, find a way to make it stick because there's just, just none. That, let him drop deep, link the play, like you know, like classic Firmino stuff. And he, he came, he came on and he did that. And he was, he pressed well and, uh, yeah, he he presses to help make his own goal. Uh, featured a hilariously greedy shot from Salah taking it off Thiago uh, and then yeah Robertson's uh, hashtag relentless Robbo uh, I am um, from there I, I I partly wanted it as well because Arsenal were playing into party for fun in the first half and I was getting a bit frustrated watching Jota it, and he's probably been told to do this so it probably isn't even Jota's fault but I think 
Firmino has that intelligence to kind of take things on himself. Whereas maybe it, that's not as natural for Jota. I, d- I don't know. I, you know, it's pure speculation. So, If, if ever there was a player, you, you know you talk about giving players a free role in attack. If ever there was a player to give a free role to, in defence, you give it to Firmino. Because, like, you, you, he, whether he's doing that thing where he sneaks up behind midfielders and, like, he doesn't even tackle them. He just takes possession of them and starts running away with it. You know, that even before we... The day we signed him, Honigstein described him, Raphael Honigstein described him as, like, a, a sneaky thief of a player. You know, and that's, like... It's still one of the best descriptions I've heard of him because he doesn't press and charge down clearance. He actually, like, nicks the ball and, and creates attacks just like that. And, yeah, you want him to do that to Partey or Arsenal's in the field just to, like, get control of the game, to deny them possession and let us build. Like, uh, pe- uh, people make out as though it's such an easy role for him to do. But, like, I, I mean, I've seen, we've seen God knows how many players play for Liverpool in the attack over the seasons. That Klopp's been here and... It's it, it's the way he positions himself, the way he kind of guides the opposition into the press without even pressing necessarily. It's just literally his body shape. Um, it's it's really unique. I mean, even if I mean I was speaking to my dad and saying even if we went four two three one and just literally planted the Firmino on Partey and caused them issues and build up. I think we'd have been able to do that with Thiago and and um, Fabinho on the pitch potentially, but um, you know as as it worked out as as you guys said, we got the second goal through Firmino on the press. To be honest, after the the, the goal as well, I was a bit gutted he didn't just smash it near post like Jota did. <laughs> I, I was asking I was asking myself why on earth he decided to pull it back. Um, but he does. The ball makes its way out to Saka, who is shocking. He, 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 I don't know what he was thinking. Robertson wins the ball back and, yeah, plays the ball in. And it is an amazing finish from Firmino. I don't think you could finish that any better than he did. Um, no real blame for Adam Ramsdale on that particular goal. Maybe Gabriel. Um, I don't know where Gabriel, his head yeah, was Gabriel's at. Looking, they said it in the studio. They were like, he's right in front of him, and Gabriel's like looking over his shoulder while Firmino's literally ghosting. Yeah, literally it's like, in front of him. It's like, what? What are you worrying about? He's right there in front of you. Like, don't worry about what's going on. Like, literally, there's like the opposition team's number nine is is there in front of you, and he's gonna get a tap in from two yards. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I, I mentioned on Twitter today that. I felt it looked as though Firmino looked a lot lighter when he came on. I don't know whether you guys noticed that. Um, he looked a bit leaner, quicker. I don't know whether maybe the time out of the team. He's barely played this season. Well, that, that's, that's what I mean. That's, like, that's a mad thing. Yeah, has he lost, has he lost muscle? Is he like, is he decaying? <laughs> you know, uh, he hasn't had much I, I of did, a break for years, and and this season yeah. he's had a proper break. And p- players, when they're injured, you you've got to realize as well when they're injured, they they train differently as well. Because you got he to. Had COVID. He had COVID, didn't he? Well, he, he had that as well, but he he's had quite a couple. He's had a couple of injury issues. You, you've got to train differently when you have injury issues. Um, it's only natural. Um, um, I don't know. Maybe I think it's it's a, it's a contract year for him. Um, as well as you know the other two. Is are are all three of them in their last? Uh, yeah, all three of them are in the last. Are in the expiring, last expiring 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
crazy, isn't it? I know we know it already, but it's just mad to like say it out loud again. But I, I mean, I, I think going into the season, a lot of people would have, a lot of people would have advocated for Firmino to be the first one to go. Maybe. I'd have said either Mane first, just because I'm like, okay, who's, you know, if he loses his pace, you know, and, and you've already seen it with Mane. I think even for his chances he misses, you know, I think two years ago he scores that because he, he's not reaching for it as much. He's probably quicker, yeah, yeah. He, he gets there, and not to say that he scores it. But he, he could still miss it in hilarious fashion. But he's not like stretching and reaching it. He, he gets there and he's on the end of it and he's upright and then, uh, just not physically the same. Even though like, people say, oh, his numbers are still the same. Uh, I, 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 I convinced. I, I like stats and things like that. But I, I, yeah, I just look at him and it's like he's not the same physically. He's merely now a very good player instead of this like insane athlete who's like technically gifted can shoot off both feet can do literally everything like unreal in the air he's, he's now merely just like a really really good player uh, and a good option for us but i think i may have mentioned last week i mean i mentioned yesterday about jota i do think um the shout that we have two-thirds of the attack in the future sort of maybe a bit premature with jota um purely because he's he, he can be so wasteful on the ball um whether or not or he not, can, or just anonymous, like, or just anonymous, yeah. I'm, I'm, whether we can tone us down is a question. Yeah. Um, and in particular with Mane, as you were saying, he, he isn't that ridiculous athlete. He isn't that ridiculous player he once was. But I would still have him as a footballer over Jota, for example. Yeah. And I think people are too busy comparing him to what he used to be. And being blinded by the fact that he used to be this and now he's this, that they can't recognise that he's still a very good player. Um, well, that could be why his uh, that's what could be why his XG is still the same because now he's this veteran. He has all the game intelligence. You know, he he can still get those poacher goals. He still takes yeah. up shooting positions and all, and all that. He just doesn't. It could even be why he's underperforming. His finishing more than ever is because it's it's like that chance last night. He gets on the end of it, but instead of being Instead of being upright, he's he's stretching, but he still has all the nose, and he's still not slow. He's still fast. He's just not the player when he first came into the team. We're like Jesus fucking Christ, like you know, the, the, his like his debut in that same stadium where he scores that goal, you know, like like he'll never score that goal again probably, but uh, he, he's still incredibly useful. Yeah, I saw and, um, and, and I, 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 I saw an, an Mbappe goal recently, where he does this kind of wide receiver separation from um, the defender um, NFL alert yeah NFL alert if, if nobody knows what a wide receiver separation is it's just basically where you just manoeuvre yourself really quickly a way to create a minute bit of space to open up for a catch Mbappe did this in a football pitch where he, he completely opened up a little channel for himself dipped into it ball comes in and he gets the goal and Mane has been doing that for years he, and he's still capable of doing it because he's, he's, he's alright in small bursts it feels like it's his overall kind of pace for want of a better word um, that's deteriorated but I think over short bursts he's still fine and I'd, I, I'd still have him as the first choice striker to be honest with, with Salah and with Diaz at the minute We're- well, here's here's one for you because I saw someone say it the other day. Uh, both of you, if the Champions League final is tomorrow, 
and it's random opponents, so you can't like maybe even pick, you know, who would suit best. What's your front three? Uh, Firmino, Salah, and Diaz. Uh, I'll probably go. Uh, I'll probably be kind of tempted to go the same as Josh purely because with it being a yeah, one-off yeah. game, starting from a nil-nil, you could yeah, want to be a bit Salah, safe. Salah's obvious, you know. So it's and like, Diaz, isn't it? He's so different to what we've already. You've got, got to have Diaz there after the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. You can't yeah. not. And if you're looking to control, I suppose that's the difference. Like he can drop deep and he can play build up and he can do lots of stuff. And then Jada is the complete opposite. Jada is Diaz. Is like, oh, is he going to score enough goals? I think he will. You know, he's he's getting in positions. Like it's like, oh, the, the one thing you say, oh, he hasn't really scored that many goals, but like, ah, like everything else is so good. And then with Jada, he'll just have where has he been or his his his. Even, I still think his build his build up play can be underrated. But yeah, in a, in a tight compact game like that, he's only going to be useful in the box like he was last night. Uh, and then Diaz is kind of almost the inverse. And then yeah, Firmino. Yeah, I I, I you, that's why I say that's why I say Dave. Would you start Mane? I I don't think I would. I. That's also who who would you like to have off the bench? And then Firmino's like amazing off the bench. Uh, it's like, well, alright, I'll off the bench. Just for more impactful than Firmino. Firmino probably tidies the game up at 2 0 if you're that, at that point. But if well, if a, team's, if a team's sitting in and you're chasing the game, I want Firmino because there's going to be less space, so you want him to help the build up. But I don't know. Yeah. They all. It, shorter fucking names than a tombola because even that's been the great thing about Salah's recent mini dip is that, like. Now, now that his agent is acting up, people are like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck Salah. We've we've got these four lads. You know, everything's good. I, we, we can sell him to, we can sell him to PSG, and you know, get get Jared Bowen. You know, it's like it, it's allowing people to like relax. Whereas if he was doing it, if if this contract stuff was happening again in his peak form, people were like FSG out. You know, burn the club. Yeah, it, no. It is so uh, changeable. I think. Um, I think. In, in in regards to the sort of stuff, it, it it was good that we did score before he came on the pitch because I think that Rami Abbas probably would have been lining up another tweet for fucking post match if we had have came on and Salah was the hero to be honest, which is a bit of a sad way to have to think about these things now. But that's the position yeah, that some we're now in. Poxy emoji, like single the, emoji tweet or something. It's it's the bed they've made. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. They've made that bed, and I'm I'm one of those who thinks Liverpool could survive without Salah personally and be fine because we've built a system that allows even that makes good attackers thrive and I don't like the fact we've become so reliant on him to be honest because we see yeah. we're starting to see that selfishness creep in that you know we've not had really before I know he's been selfish but we saw no ends of Salah squaring it in positions where he could have shot and now we're seeing you know thinks he's the best player in the world, which arguably he is. Um, and I think we're just seeing a little bit too much to re to reaffirm that rather than you know Liverpool win a league title, Champions yeah. League, whatever, whatever you can win. I'd like to win all four. I don't think we will, but I'd like to win all four. And um, you know, Klopp's one of those people. We, we saw him against Brighton. Klopp was furious with all three of them on the pitch for not passing instead of. Instead of taking a shot on, 
we've seen it all season. Klopp being really frustrated when he's built he's built a team that has allowed individuality to kind of creep in because they've he's made them so good. They're so aware of themselves, mm. and you know it, it's so sad that we're kind of we may pay the price for it. I don't we, you know we might not, but we may pay the price for that one day. That West Ham game might finish nil nil another day because the front three have decided they're going to shoot all the time rather than. That was the Salah stinker, cool. wasn't it? He actually yeah. got substituted. Like he, yeah. he never, he never gets subbed, and he actually got subbed that game because he was stank it out. They should just make assist bonuses four times the amount of goal bonuses, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, they, they obviously Firmino. That's obviously what Firmino thinks it is anyway, or <laughs> has, has all this time. He's Firmino thinks he one. has to pay when he scores. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can you can see that Van Dyke's very aware of what his bonus structure is. I think Dan Carrot pointed it out on Twitter after the game. Uh, he makes it very clear of how many clean sheets we've kept. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess yeah, talking about the quadruple, we can move on to uh, Liverpool's game against Josh's local team mm. on Sunday as Liverpool keep face that, off with nothing Forest. Keep an eye out for Jed Spence. I oh, think you're so be, original, Josh. Fucking hell. No. He could be, honestly, though, he could be an incredible backup to Trent. Yeah, no, you've probably beaten my pick. Forest don't go up, or Middlesbrough don't go up. And, Nico uh, Williams. We have Nico Williams, like, almost scoring from the halfway line. Yeah, but at the moment, Fulham are giving you 20 million for Nico Williams at this rate, and Spence is better. He's much more electric going forward. Good defender as well. I've defender heard of him, well. which I've heard of him, which means I probably need to keep an eye out for him. On he is he is a, he is an incredibly good player. Scored a cracking goal last night. He's got a thirty yard screamer up his back pocket as well. Brennan Johnson's another good player, uh, but I think he'll struggle personally against Robertson. If if Robertson plays, I think he'll struggle against Simicast. If Simicast plays, he's a very championship quality winger. I think high end championship. Um, but I just think, you know, it's the last game before the international break. Do oh, we God. just do we just go for it? Do you play a really strong team? And I think Trent plays, for sure. I think the I think the back four plays. I think Gomez maybe comes in. You might see Gomez and Kanate, but I think the back and obviously Kelleher, but I could easily see a situation where it's Van Dijk and Gomez, um with Robertson and and Trent both playing as well I think he'll I think he'll go really strong it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a test for Klopp to see like it's going to be yeah think, his natural I mean, inclination to fuck off the cuff versus yeah but you, you think of the options or... you, you think of the options like Elliot could play Cater could play Jones could play Milner could play and then even none of them are your, your six so mm. it's Henderson I think play Henderson as the six um Fucking Morton, even Elliot, Elliot, and Jones, for me, personally. Yeah. Uh, or you put Jones, be... or you put Jones in the front three, and you play Cater. Minamino for sure, because he's just he's just going to score a goal every single time he plays in the cup, any cup. So. Uh... I would even think Minamino, Salah, and Mane. You know, it's Salah didn't play what played half an hour. I'd be I'd be most happy with a full, a full eleven change. Give me a Rigi, give me Minamino. Uh, just disrespect, besmirch the cup. Uh, I would say not not to your Forest. Fuck, you know, just fuck Forest as well in general. Not your Forest do not have enough quality to beat us, even if it is their 
backup 11, our backup 11, sorry, or yeah. full strength, they do not have enough quality to beat us. Well, there should be an atmosphere, shouldn't there? And not just because it's a championship team in the quarterfinals of the Cup, but uh, we were saying before we went on, uh, this would have been the generation before us, like the 80s. You know, this was the rivalry. The biggest game, and, biggest game in England. Yeah, and uh, it reminds me of when Leeds were down in the League One and the Championship and when they got drawn against United in the Cup. It's like, in the meantime, in all these years, United have been off winning trophies and doing this and doing that. And there's this. This is this will still be like Leeds' big game. This will be for like, when was the last time we did play them? I think it might have been the 90s. Yeah, 98, I think. Yeah. So, geez, I can only imagine what the coverage on TV. Nottingham Forest the last quarter final was against Bayern Munich. Hmm. For context. <laughs> really? In any competition? Yeah. That's Honestly, I think you'd speak to most Forest fans though, and they would have taken beating QPR last night and losing on Sunday. They are in a really good position to go get in the playoffs this year. You've also got a tenuous Liverpool link with um, the, the, the yeah. The, the, I was going to say the 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 manager and stumble through that one. Yeah. Um, Steve ex head of the academy. He was. Yeah. Um, I think was we it? spoke. Uh, yeah. He, 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 it's um, Josh knows Steve the thing. <laughs> um, he he was the yeah. guy who uh, managed England's young generation. Was he at Swansea? Was he at Swansea? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Under uh, seventeen yeah, he's, World Cup. He's he's got a uh, mem- I can picture his face. Now. Yes, he's got a very unique quite, look. Quite hard not to picture his face once you've seen. Yeah, he's he's really uh you know he's. He's done a great job there. They they play three they play three four three, um, the, um. And that three is just a three. The wing backs really do bomb on. Problem is the left back is it's low. Jamal Low, I think it is maybe. Yeah, uh, didn't he take him from Swansea with him? I am friends with so many Nottingham Forest. Um, I'll have it. No, I listen to the Totally Football League show. I know my stuff. I assume I assume you do that for like football manager purposes. That's the only reason I could think you would. No, I do it because I I I need like a backlog of of. Okay, dog. Um, I need a backlog of podcasts to listen to, essentially. Um, so, even if it's just a uh, plus, that it, it it's it's good vibes. Anyway, I'm not I'm not I'm not advertising on the behalf of James oh, Richardson. Save it, save that. That's that's Sam McGuire's slash. That whole that whole segment there is going to be bleeped. Just that whole fifteen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Some of these dog is is brought to you by Muddy Knees Media. Going off outside, I'm sat here promoting fucking muddy knees media. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, Steve Cooper did a fairly good job at Swansea as well. Uh, it, was, it, was the football terrible? Wasn't that the thing? Like, the football was terrible, yeah, but he did a fairly good job. But he, he didn't really have much to work with. Yeah. I don't think the football was terrible. I think it's more. It was it just wasn't Swansea. You know, Swansea are obsessed with like playing. They have Forest players that play football. For, for, Forest play quite a nice football, to be fair. Um, their game against Leicester was was quite a fun game. Mainly beat Arsenal as well. Brendan Rodgers. They, 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 they dominated Arsenal. They're on a run. Better team against Arsenal. They got that Nuno Tavares substitute after half an hour, which was quite funny. Got torn apart by uh, Johnson and Spence. I, I, I would rather play Forest than uh, Middlesbrough, to be fair. I'd rather play Huddersfield, though, who Forest beat. They are crap. 
Yeah, they're also third, bizarrely. Yeah, but no, um, they, they've got they've got quite a few good players. Obviously, Josh has listed quite a few there. Jed Spets is the one to watch for me. He mm-hmm. does seem like he's a cut above the championship. He does what he does, though, because he's got Johnson in front of him. Like Those two are really good together in terms of linking up and getting themselves into really good uh, good positions. Is that Bradley Johnson? Brennan. Brennan Johnson. Oh, no, no. Fucking Bradley Johnson? Bradley Johnson's about 33. Okay, yeah, now. Fucking tug, I remember him. Played for Norwich and Leeds. Absolutely. No, Brennan Johnson's t- 20 and he's a Forest Academy. Yeah, Brennan Johnson's been linked with Brentford and quite a few other Premier League clubs this summer. Keenan um, Davis is pretty good up, up front. Keenan Davis, he's played against us before, hasn't he? And he was a handful. He's just a big he, lump. Did, yeah, but did he play in the FA Cup against Villa or something? I think it was, but he was a handful because he, he's just large. He's, very, he's quick as well, though. He's really quick. Doesn't seem to be the best. Wide goal scorer out there like um but Forrest best defender or one of the best defenders is out so Steve Cook the fact that he's one of their best defenders Steve Cook yeah. oh I would rather yeah. Steve Cook play to be honest he, he loves playing against Liverpool though yeah. he loves trying to tread on Salah's ankle oh I remember that right down his Achilles fuck yeah red card I thought yeah I think didn't he get sent off for that no no what I think anything we scored so Remember oh that? yeah, that was another when classic score, case of when you score, it doesn't matter what happens in the. In you the can commit like up. manslaughter as long as they get the shot oh. off. Robert, Robert Sanchez. Yeah, Robert, Robert Sanchez, who I was very happy to see cocked up last night. <laughs> Yet again. God, yeah, that was, I just I just saw that call before coming on because like, if Sky Sports very they enticed me by, you know, if the if it's two nil. Tottenham and Brighton I say no thank you but if it's Harry Kane volleys a Coca-Cola bottle to celebrate I'm like yes please and that's how I saw the goal <laughs> uh, yeah it was not a good goal to concede yeah no he's shit um, but yeah um... we, we said that's uh, the second leg of the remaining quadruple things go can we talk Champions League draw tomorrow oh, I assume it's we can Chelsea and Man City are getting Villarreal and Benfica, aren't they? I, f- I feel like, and we're getting. I don't know, man. We're getting Bayern. I'll take Bayern. Bayern. I will I take, Bayern. take Bayern. I'll take Bayern. I wouldn't take Bayern. I take Real Madrid. Let's do a power rankings on. Uh, I don't. I just don't want to play an English team. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's me. That's me as well. You I know what? The, if we had to choose yeah. one of City or Chelsea, it's Chelsea because they're not allowed fans. Yeah. They have to play behind closed doors. I know, so, I would rather not play them behind closed doors, though. Yeah, but I think we just kind of... They, that, They've just won the thing behind closed doors. I don't really want to play them behind closed doors. They won the thing by Thomas Tuchel being an absolute terrorist. I, I, yeah, I know, but that hasn't changed, has it? He still is. Yeah, but we've, yeah. Got, this, we've got the momentum, which is the most fragile flower. Sorry, just you know, Klopp gets who's, us to soar. Who's the other team we're missing? We have uh, Benfica and Villarreal are the soft, are the soft draws. Real Madrid. Madrid. Real Madrid, yeah, that's the other one. I, actually, I want Real, I, like the same reason I want them last time for revenge, except we might we have actual, yeah. like, functional centre halves this time. Atletico, uh, Atletico is the other two. Again, I would take Atletico. And maybe so would I. Fucking hell, Josh would take Atletico. Yeah. After your fetish for Simeone. We'd fucking, we'd fucking batter them. 
Oh. He's lost his vote. He's lost Just his not vote. the English teams. Not Chelsea. Not City. That will we'd, ruin we'd my score, day and my week. That Atletico would score five over two legs, and they'd struggle to muster up two. Did you Did you see them against United? Yeah, if they had a decent midfield, they'd have. Looked, I, I told know, myself smart. before it was going to be a terrible game, but I tune in for the drama, and there was very little drama, and it was terrible. Like, very. And, it was Europa League like, football. Not, not even the usual way that Atletico games are terrible, because there's usually like the theatre of Atletico doing Atletico things, but it was just neither of these sides are like they, they both these sides are. I think Atletico are they still outside the top four in Spain? Like they're having a terrible season, and you know. Yeah. But what, what was muck. what was what the one thing that I think really. Um, Kind of illustrates how the position United are in at the moment is that Atletico didn't try and sit on one nil, like they they kept they kept attacking instead of just banking in behind the ball. It's just but that's like, their new gimmick, isn't it? Because yeah. they're they Simeone's tried to make them more expensive, and surprise surprise, it's coincided with Oblak not being as good as he used to be because he's not doing the De Gea thing of just shagging his goal line and making unbelievable <laughs> save after unbelievable save. The one he the unbelievable save he makes from Elanga just hits his head. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's Simeone's tried to evolve them, and they've just turned to shit. So, uh, yeah, they're yeah. I, I take them so much. I'd like yeah. We, I think we, we, we batter them, and I, I would love. I, I'd, I'd be well up for for Real or Bayern. Uh, we had well a new um. We had a new feature to the predictions and try and predict the draw, the whole draw, and see who makes the best one. So so it's going to be UEFA's mock draw, or when they do it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> they they. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on. I, I, I got one second. Let me just you know, open up I a Google Doc. One second. <clears throat> I wait for City to somehow draw Shakhtar. Yeah. Um, yeah, and give us Porto. Um, yeah. Well, Porto, uh, we could have the next best thing, though, really, couldn't we? Porto yeah. finally gets the Portuguese team. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, to predict that, I know. I, I know my draw. I know my draw. I've got it. No, I can o I can only say what my dream draw would be. Uh, right. Be us against us against Villarreal or uh, actually Villarreal. They could be. They, I don't know. Could they when be a bit tricky? No. Um, we don't have to get home and away spot on. By the way. So. Right, Google Doc is open. Okay. Hit me. Nice. I, I know it. It's gonna be Benfica v Chelsea. It's gonna be. Man City Bayern. It's gonna be Liverpool against I didn't know it. Atletico, sorry, that we're gonna get Atletico. And the other two that we'd left. Villarreal Real Madrid? No. No, is that it? Yeah, Real Real Madrid, yeah. Yeah. I think we're having all Spanish. Shame. Chelsea, I'm just saying names here together. I, I can't do predictions. I can only do like who I want the most at least. I say Chelsea, Villarreal. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say City, Liverpool. Because then if it happens, at least I can say I was right. Fucking hell! It'll be the only consolation. Because if I say City, Liverpool, like, ah, well, at least I was right, and I get these imaginary points on a scoreboard that we've never taught up. Um, I've already got a graphic. Thanks. Uh, Juve. <laughs> actually, Juve are out. Uh, <laughs> Benfica, Atletico, fucking Diego Fort. Oh no, what players did they explain? Oh yeah, the Joe Felix. Derby. Joe Felix, Derby. And, uh, they've exchanged a lot of players. Raul Jimenez, loads. Yeah, no black. Uh, yeah, uh, and whoever the two cons last are. That will leave Bayern. 
stupid I am. Again, Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid. Oh, Bayern Real Madrid would be a good one. I will go. One of us has got to say Liverpool are going to have an easy draw. I'll go Chelsea Bayern. I will go Liverpool. Uh, Porto. Alberto Moreno Derby. Ooh. I will go. Get out, Man United. Real Madrid. Get out. <laughs> Against. Uh, That'll be a good chance of the Madrid Derby. Atletico, and I will go. Predictably, Manchester City, Benfica. You, you're listening, UEFA. Man City really going to get to the semi-finals playing two Portuguese teams. That would be peak, wouldn't it? Who could do that? Honestly, what club could do that and seriously, seriously consider themselves legitimate winners? The fucking soup, the super buck path to the semis. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day, actually. This is probably the first season off the top of my head I can think that Liverpool have had a cup run reminiscent of Manchester City's. Yeah, and yeah, all of a sudden we're on for the fucking quadruple. Could you imagine in the FA Cup we knock Forest out and then get Middlesbrough? After yeah, Middlesbrough are all fucking Southampton. Uh, the winner of Palace Everton in the semi. The Palace. Well, I want I want Steve Gibson after Borough beat Chelsea. I want Steve Gibson on the field, fucking, you know, like cutting a shoot promo on Roman Abramovich. He's already done it. Like he's already done already. Did you see what he said about Bruce Buck? No. He said Bruce. Because he, he basically, like, uh, with the Chelsea Borough thing, he said, like, uh, Chelsea and sporting integrity don't belong in the same I've sentence. seen that, yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, Abramovich has been kicked out of football and Bruce Buck should be kicked out of football, you know. Just basically going in on Bruce Buck for, like, facilitating, for, you know, for, like, taking Chelsea's money. And, like, you know, he's he's going to he's gonna get out there with a hot mic after the full whistle. He's just going to go to town. He's going to call out the Chelsea headhunters and everything. You know, it's going to be great. Yeah, they did have some fucking audacity though, oh my goodness. Like yeah. that 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 club and its fans do have some fucking even audacity. The like, even the government became like the UK government. Like even they got a dig in on Chelsea, that's how like wide open. The UK Chelsea government then. managed to take a moral stance on something and not look like the idiots. And a PR victory in yeah. and, like on football. Like that's how like that's the bizarre world we're living in right now with this fucking state of Chelsea. But uh yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, have we covered most things? Is it? Is it almost time for Scam Maguire? <laughs> yeah, we need to get some kind yeah. of um, need to get some kind insert. of theme song for Scam Maguire. Yeah, yeah, insert the game show music here. Um, so yeah, Sam uh, at Sam Maguire on Twitter had a had no go at his uh his his uh, Patreon because you know. Uh, you know, in order to dismantle capitalism, you must first enter capitalism. You must entertain it and, and indulge to, to truly understand the beast from within. You know, so that's that's my roundabout way of saying that I signed up for for Sam's uh, Sam's Patreon. You know, to, to get the goods and, and share it with the masses. Um, I want to find that that fat receipt because I am going to have to claim expenses against the pod. You know, I think if I can get like a tax write off. Um, <laughs> 
you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll work something out. But uh, yeah, what were the tiers? Because yeah, there was the there was like you don't basic. Have it. <laughs> yeah, there was like the the basic tier. There was the five euro a month. I hope he's doing five pound a month as well. You know, he's not just discriminating against like <laughs> e e EU members because you know that that would be very Brexit of you, Sam. But um, yeah, so yeah, you have a nice transfer committee member, five euro per month. You know, you're helping bring this project to life. Without Patreon, I wouldn't be able to produce this level of content. In return, you'll get access to a minimum of six articles. The subjects will vary depending on what is topic left behind. But in terms of what you can expect, they'll be on par with in-depth. Duja Kaleta Car and Diogo Jota pieces. Yes, who, who could forget those? And uh, also, you'll be able to have a say in who I cover in the upcoming articles, you know? So that's your transfer committee member. But no, I went deluxe, guys. I went laptop guru. <laughs> €7.50 per month plus VAT. <laughs> it's like, are you really sure you want to do this? Big thank you and so. In this tier, you get everything you get in the transfer committee member tier, plus the minimum, four extra pieces per month, 10 in total. That is 10 pieces in total per month guys t-e-n-10 <laughs> access to bespoke video analysis using keyframe software this sounds like this sounds like fucking ddp or disaster waiting to happen to me but uh and yeah you have exclusive access to at least one written interview with someone involved in the world of football in some capacity so uh the local under eight coach has been featured yeah. highly in the last few weeks <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll accept dave's stunned silence as just Overwhelmed with the, with the bevy, the, the, uh, the, the iniquity of of this, of this Patreon, uh, treasure trove upon which I delve into and true to form. Uh, Sam even has a nice little piece that he did up there today, in profile. Allison against Arsenal. I don't could read the whole thing. I'll just give you the first uh, eleven out of twelve paragraphs, but. Uh, no, yeah, he talks about Allison, and uh, yeah, Sam says he could well be in the best form of his life right now, and has literally saved Liverpool a handful of points this season with his exploits between the sticks. It's almost like it's almost like we're on the same wavelength with Sam. This is Hello, yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Sam uh, goes into the expected goals. We we talked about it on before the some analysis we've seen on Twitter about the expected goals. You know, the analytics that show like, oh, Allison isn't just good; he's generational he's world-class he's superstar yeah sam gets into the the nitty-gritty of this there's some nice freeze frames uh ripped from sky sports i am gonna have to report you for that sam i do so with a heavy heart but you know this is this is, this is copyright we're talking about um yeah he, he breaks down allison's not just uh shot stopping but also his his work in possession and helping break the press it's it's riveting stuff it, it really is and um as per usual i will be at midnight tonight doing a midnight reading of, of all of Sam's pieces um, you know shared with the masses <laughs> break down the walls of capitalism that so separate us you know unite us all together in a communist utopia of uh, scammed Patreon posts from Sam McGuire but yeah that'll be that'll be your midnight entertainment with me so uh, come check it out right okay well I mean on that note <laughs> These at the start. <laughs> well, I need to hook them in with. We should have our own. We should have. have our own Patreon with our own bonus shows that is listening to Sam's oh, Patreon. <laughs> we could have a Patreon that's just cheaper. That's half the price of Sam's. 
and then we just share all his stuff there (laughs) and that way and yeah and then like the the proceeds we can like i don't know we can like we can put like we could be called we could be we could be called scam mcguire oh no way no we need need to charge double the price of sam wouldn't we in order to make a profit i don't know the the proceeds would go to ukraine either way but um yeah look uh we'll We'll, we'll we'll sort something out, but yeah, that can be uh, that can be our, our, our new gimmick. If, if it wasn't already, if we weren't already uh, tro- trolling trolling living daylights out of Sam, we'll uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, it's it's like this is like uh, I remember listening to the um, the old Ricky Gervais um, XFM shows before he turned into a complete nut cunt, um, and a, a lot of people would tune in just to, to listen to. Carl Pilkington's monkey news. I feel like this is our equivalent of that. People just tuning that in. Be a great, yeah, you know, next time I'll actually will like I will actually read Sam's stuff before I come on. I won't just like <laughs> first glance of the week at it, you know, uh, just as I as, as I pull it up here and I shoot from the hip. That would be a radical idea. I'll actually read his stuff and then like you know I can. I can form critiques on it, you know. Um, that that could be like a thing that that I could do. Uh, that would be. W- would you guys like that? Leave your. Let us know in the comments below. We should just answer it now. Let us know in the comments below after you know you've rated the podcast on Apple and Spotify, please. We do that bit. Fuck yeah, we do. Links to socials, uh, agenda. Just promote the podcast. Isn't it? Well, I mean, well, yeah, right. Anyway, moving on. Um, score prediction for Sunday. I am attending the game. Just so you all know, I go to the game. I've got to shoehorn that in. That's a tick in that box for the you episode. You weren't in London last night. You weren't in London last night. That's all uh, well, well, yeah. Well, uh, I am a UFC fan for the week. That's another box ticked. I've ticked the NFL box as well. It's been a good week. Um, Are you going to the game on Sunday, Josh? No. no. You you can probably just climb on a climb on one of your friends' roofs or something and <laughs> for free. You probably could. There are a few. She's got a very large boat down the River Trent. Mm. Yeah. No, it's um, season ticket holders only for most most of it. God, yeah, there's lads who've been waiting fucking 30 years for that game in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of predictions, I'm gonna I'm gonna say four uh, nil. Four nil. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Shane. Oh, goal scorer, Josh. Oh, um, Minamino. Minamino. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, you can say that as well. There's only two bonus points if they score first. One if they score at all. Five if you get the uh, correct. No, ten if you get the correct score. So. Uh, I'll say 3 0. First goal scorer will be Harvey Elliott, and he will celebrate by lifting up his shirt to reveal a tribute to one of his baby mamas or something like that. Oh, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're already on an MI5 watch list, you know. I think if we if we tip the scales anymore, we're we're really in trouble. So moving along, your prediction, Dave. Um, I will go with a three. Uh, 
3-0 victory. Um, and I will go for... Um, James Milner, first goal scorer. Essentially from the spot. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to a celebration now. Almost as much as Harvey Elliott's. <laughs> what, Chase Milner's baby mama's? <laughs> yeah. Lifted so around the globe. The title for the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right, okay, right. On that it's note. It's that or something about the title, title race on the march could be something more generic, but I think. We'll flip a coin. On that note, thanks for listening. We apologise for the part being a bit late, but to be honest, I think it's worked out pretty well. Anyway, um, given that it was after the Arsenal game. Monday, we're probably going to have to find some other... I mean, we'll have the Champions League um, draw to go through, but we'll only really have the Forest game to react to, so we'll probably... Um, Sounds like a weekend full of reading for me. It does. A lot of Scam Maguire on Monday. Um, But yeah. Busy weekend for the lads. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Don't forget to rate the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on, please. It is much appreciated. Helps us get that one step closer to the crypto sponsorships that we have been longing for. And yeah, thanks for listening. Sláinte.